Welcome to the podcast after the podcast. This is Short Rest. Welcome to Short Rest, everybody. I'm your direct messenger. Nope, sorry. Just regular old Brian Murphy. But I am here with... uh, 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 hard one, uh, hard one, Surefoot. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you uh, not uh, introducing me as the boy fumbler. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. I think I was just looking at Emily next to me, and I was like, "Do I introduce Emily first? No, I don't. And then I, I, I just, I fumbled it. Really. Uh, it was wow, meta, we're all fumbling. It was a meta uh-huh. take. We've also got Moonshine Simon here. Yeah. No, unfortunately, she got stopped by a Tarask. Oh, mm. oh, oh, damn. Shit. Mm. Yeah, damn sorry. Spoiler, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Emily did. <laughs> and then we've got certified dead halfling Beverly Togold. The fifth. Oh, God. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, alive Caldwell Tanner. Well, I guess um, technically alive, but my soul is dead. It's been crushed <laughs> by you a Tarrasque. You are probably a better person to have down than anybody else because you have luckies. So you have... So the odds Very are true. The odds are tilted in your favor anyway. Because, oh, because you mm-hmm. can never roll in that one. Because he can't roll. Well, he can if he rolls it the second time. Right. But Which I wouldn't oh, put true. it past him. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't realized that. I hadn't thought of that. That is a nice thing that you that you'll never fail two death saves. Halflings are because one time good. I fucking failed two death saves. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's scary as hell. Yeah. Pretty brutal. It's thinking about uh, a second campaign or, uh, I guess, a second character for this campaign. Huh? Um, <laughs> it, it is weird to think about not playing a halfling because that lucky feat is so good. Or, like, yeah. Especially for the, you. The lucky trait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is true. Every time we're like rolling dice and warming up before we start playing, um, I feel like everyone's like, all right, I'm going to roll till I get a 20. And they do a couple rolls. And I'm like, oh, I'll do that too. And I just roll one after one after one after one. It is... <laughs> Very oh, bizarre. Just so you know, my my habits changed. There was a mm-hmm. while where I used to try to get the ones out. Um yeah. but now I I have like especially for moonshine, just because moonshine is so fucking endgame that every single roll matters so much that I have a stock of about six pair six packs of dices that I roll to see who's rolling hot for me. So I roll gotcha. all the twenties roll them a couple times like if they roll poorly put them aside now i'm focused on these four roll these four okay wow okay you were and if they roll a one or a two sometimes Uh i'm like well you're fresh you might roll me some 20s like i I feel like if it rolls a one or a two it's like a little bit spicy yeah i was trying to explain this to siobhan and she was like that's not how dice work you know that right and i was like well we we follow dice christ in this house (laughs) (laughs) that is how it works (laughs) I don't know how you were raised, but sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, and Siobhan will not be coming back because of that, <laughs> That's right. that heated argument that got uh, personal and nasty. Uh, we sacrificed honestly, to the dice devil. I yeah. blame that blasphemy for the situation we're in right now. <laughs> Me as well. Uh, uh, yeah, guys. Um, uh, sorry for not having the short rest uh, right away, but you know what? We gave you two surprise guests. What That's more do you want? Come on. Also, Please. I bet sometimes it's kind of fun when it's a little bit later just because then we can answer questions. Yeah, and then also yeah. we get to answer your questions. So um, Jake curated some little questions here. So why don't we let uh, the questions guide our conversation? Oh, my gosh. Indeed. I go limp. Mm. Uh, <laughs> let these questions wash over you. Uh, it was it was hard to find a question that wasn't about Beverly, so I'm calling this segment Beverly Based Business. <laughs> okay. Here we uh, are. So We're all up in it. Let's I mean, we really can't talk about this enough because there's so many different questions. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll start with this one. Kevin Williams asks, Will Caldwell have another character on standby in case Bev dies? Like if he does, will he just sit out all episode just a sad thought i've been having this week (laughs) Hmm. um i don't have a like pre-rolled character or anything like that i think that this would be a murph and i would have to go out to like we'd have to like go to the wendy's drive-thru or something because i don't think we'd have time for a full dinner 
Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, it'd be is... sad enough that you guys would deserve like a weekend in Santa Barbara. Just like going to a <laughs> me, me and Caldwell just, I do a, a one-on-one getaway with anybody whose PC dies. Whoa. <laughs> it's so weird. You and I have been on multiple one-on-one getaways. Are yeah. you trying to tell me something? It's because I'm planning on brutally killing Moonshine. <laughs> Murph, you got to take me to the sound baths, dude. I need it. <laughs> I have to go. To, we got a trip on ayahuasca and Joshua Tree, dude. <laughs> Me and Caldwell got to reconnect. <laughs> take, take me to the Dominican Republic, dude. I need it. <laughs> um, if I die, I want a cross-country drive through Canada. Just the coldest, remotest stretch of oh, shit. North American road. If I die, I want to go float in the Dead Sea. <laughs> do you know That's you kind of float because it's very yeah, 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 yeah. I do think right. I do think that if one of our characters like straight up kicks it, we should have like a dice burying ceremony. Oh, so oh, that's a good. Oh mm-hmm. my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the question, the heart of the question is like, what the hell is going to happen if Bev dies? So that's I, it, yeah. Murph, that's a, that's a question for Murph and for Caldwell. I don't think you would just be sitting there with a full character with a full backstory ready to go, just because we're so <laughs> far in the campaign. Um. But I, I think we would figure out a way to uh keep you in via role play, either like mm. you saying your goodbyes or talking to Pelor or you get to hang around for a second because of the rift in the material plane or something Mm. like that. Maybe you can role play, but you can't attack. You say your goodbyes and then disappear. If if he (laughs) died, I could reincarnate him though, right? Uh, That I actually browsed past that question when we were looking at all the questions. Somebody asked if we could use reincarnate Again, I think that it's pretty uninteresting from storyline mm-hmm. perspective, but I would allow you guys to kind of, I think we would all kind of talk it out. I would push cool. for it. We're too close to the end to lose, even if Beverly, like also like Beverly has like a half orc, you know, that's just like suddenly a very, <laughs> yeah. a very interesting story. But also like it's too close to the end to not at least try to keep someone with us. Yeah, no, well, so that certainly. Actually, that leads me to a question uh, that uh, someone named Jacket22 asked. Uh, mm. They ask, if Bev ends up dying, what would Caldwell like to be reincarnated as? Oh, oh. that's fun. So if if Emily pushed for it and, and we won and we got to do it. <laughs> Could I be uh, a half-elf halfling? So just like a really short elf. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, we can invent a quarter leg. It would be, but that role would be so fun though, because it would just be like, like rolling hard one to be half elf was so fun. And yeah. then like rolling you to be something, would it would just be like, at that point, I feel like I'd be like, cool, kill me so I can reincarnate myself too, and we're just all reborn. I think. Can we, wait, I think can this... we roll right now to just just to pra- just to practice? Let's see. Oh if, my god, if this was the role. Do you have oh, a D twenty called? But one? I hate this. Do you have? It's not a D twenty, right? It's a D one hundred. It's a D one hundred. Yeah. Oh, that's I got right. some. Oh god, this is so stressful. I know. Also, right. Murph, I'd bargain with you. I would be like, <laughs> I would be like, cool. Moonshine loses. I think I would like Moonshine like loses an arm. I I think I think what we would do is we would probably just reflavor it like much the way I'd lose that an eye so that he could come back. <laughs> That's very nice. I don't know how much that gets us. I think we. Would... I don't know. I think if I gouged an eye out, put it into Jesus. a pyre for Melora, Wait, I think she'd take me seriously. I have an idea, and I also have I rolled my d one hundred. But here's what? an idea. What if Beverly's spirit just went into Pawpaw? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> where would Papa's spirit go? Okay, we'd oh. be sharing the same body. It'd be great. Okay, like like that, uh, like Venom. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Beverly symbiote. Yeah. D- did you roll? Um, I got a seventy-three reincarnate table. Seventy-three, I think, is a human off the top whoa, of my head. Interesting. Off the Part top of my head, that's so jealous. What I would Act- guess. Actually, no. Oh, whoa. Uh, this is very funny. It's a stout halfling. Oh. <laughs> what? So would just you would just be a, a little, little thicker? Your <laughs> ass would Beverly. finally not oh be God. flat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, amazing. True. This is reminding me of, I'm re- I'm reading The Wizard of Earthsea, and oh. um, it's so, have you read it, Caldwell? I've read the first book in like the cycle. I've only, oh, but I've read a ton of Ursula Le Guin. She's great. I really enjoy it. And um, and like there's a part, I won't give anything away, but there's a part where someone's saying like, where someone's like, I can't do this. Like I lost everything. And they're like, no, no, no. You lost everything to gain more. 
Yeah. So that's that's what would have happened in that situation. (laughs) It would just be me (laughs) and Pelor doing squats uh, in the afterlife, and then I would be reborn (laughs) as this thick ass halfling. I think we'd probably have to reflavor it to be something like like moonshine can tap into the elements or something, mm-hmm. and then we reflavor the reincarnate table to be like Aladrin and mm, dryad type people and things like that. Because I wouldn't want because the thing with hard one was like you guys went to Melora. Melora said because he was cursed because it was unnatural that mm-hmm. you would get to do. Uh, you would get to use like the body of a fallen warrior. I wouldn't want to just repeat that, but yeah. I I think if Bev does die, then we can do some kind of reflavoring where it's like naturey or something like that. Yeah, find some other way to yeah. use Moonshine's powers. Like I said, Moonshine will mm. fucking take an eye out. <laughs> I'll get into some dark magic. I'll do like I a was dark ritual. This question. This, th- but this is, it's too apropos. Luke mm-hmm. M. Whittingham asks, would Bev's death be enough for the remaining boobs to align with Theala should she offer to resurrect him? Oh. Wow. So okay. if we're talking about gouging eyes out, we're talking I'm about going doing to anything. Say, I'm going to say, I'm not proud of this answer. I'm going to, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I would, I think Hard One would too, especially because I, like Hard One absolutely feels responsible for it yeah moonshine doesn't even feel responsible it's just like when it it's like yeah i mean damn how do you say things are gonna get spicy if bev dies oh my god (laughs) if i don't like this whoever wrote that question just put that freaking idea in murph's head and now it's gonna now it's gonna be fucking hanging over my head (laughs) all this reincarnate talk was fun and sassy you're right i have just banished luke from patreon (laughs) thank you thank you Thank you, Luke. Now I, have to, Luke. now I have to write a whole side of the campaign where the band of boobs uh, potentially are kind of bad guys, or at least are like bad guys for a bit. No, no, no. We'll work with her. She'll resurrect Bev, and then, and then I think I'll have to right the wrong of working with her by then Gouging going on. <laughs> I'm losing an it's eye. Always, no what. Whatever happens, <laughs> always with the eye. Moonshine's losing an eye. It's I just, just think it, that it's a great offering. Yeah, maybe we could lead like a, a rebellion from within. Like Hard One has already proven that he's so good at portraying a chosen that I think we could like really uh, ingratiate ourselves with him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We teach them about like forbidden milks, like lattes and whatnot. And then, yeah. oh my god, a flat white! Can you, you imagine? Guys, <laughs> you guys are going to be on probation if you join the chosen. I don't know that you're just. I'm not joining the chosen. Sent out with the I'm working with the Ah, uh, welcome, I'm, General Moonshine. Please have half the army. My my heart wilts away, and I go through the fucking motions until Bev is resurrected, yeah. and then I say, Bev, I'm so glad you're back, and then I disappear. And then I spend the rest of my life trying to kill myself and Theala in oh, one go. It's oh yeah, God. actually, it's it's uh, Beverly Tobel the fourth. That's it's it's kind of his oh, story yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Neat. So if Bev dies here, everyone dies. Essentially, it's a an emotional four part a full party kill. Great. <laughs> which actually brings me to posturing party polls, which is questions for all of us. Great. Uh, Jake Murray asks. <laughs> Your titles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get to yours, dude. Uh, being on a comedy D&D podcast, you guys have to be like old cob and keep it light. But in a situation where your character's life is on the line, do you find it tough to not freak out? Or are you able to pull a hard one and build the walls up? <laughs> Sometimes if my character's life is on the line, I find it easier to keep it light because you can just be kind of like dark. Yeah, but- yeah I, was, I was kind of thinking that like joking is is my defense mechanism yes. against depression and sadness anyway. So it's exactly. Like, it's a natural reaction. <laughs> very yeah. true. But I am freaking out. That's just how I freak out. I smile, <laughs> laugh, and make jokes and mm-hmm. then die on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the gallows humor have, is the only thing. Have a harder time keeping it light during is when I feel like I need to be really smart and strategic in a fight. Um, and then I have a harder time keeping it light probably then. Yeah, it's definitely, it's harder when I'm like rolling and trying to hit and trying to calculate damage and I really want to not lose. 
That's yeah. when I'm like, I'm like, I suck at role playing. I just like disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some moments in this fight, I feel like, where it comes to your turn and like you're like, oh shit, I forgot to think of anything funny to say. I just like was focused entirely on like how to defeat this thing. Yeah. Uh, right. And that then like when sometimes when when Murph like teases us as the as the thing trying to kill us, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I need like witty banter, but like fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's when we just start screaming, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, eat my ass is a it's a blessing. Brandon does that a lot. Like when um, uh, Brandon was on at Deadeye, it was like in the role play moments, it would be like Brandon would be fully in it and the most in-character person. You couldn't break character probably if you went up and tapped him on a shoulder in real life and told him <laughs> that like the delivery food was here or something. <laughs> but if you're in a fight, he's hyper-focused, just like, okay, I've got advantage on this roll because I'm hiding. I come out of hiding. I get to crit because this person has not gone yet, and thus they are caught flat-footed. I get to add an extra D12 because I'm going to spend one grit point. And it's... it's it's very yeah. funny because it's just like he's very into both sides of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Brennan is an amazing role player, but also knows how many barrels are in any room at any given time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Jake, do you have any more questions? I would love to answer them. Yes. Um, this one is called Tarask Me Anything. Questions about the Tarask. <laughs> Oh my you god, should. that is like That's that really is like one. the Tarask sort of like Ann Landers manners uh <laughs> column. <laughs> Tarask me anything. Dear Tarask, my mother-in-law is coming into town and we only have a full-size bed. <laughs> uh, Yusuf Kushari asks, how did it feel going up against a Tarask? Did you guys have any ideas of its capabilities beforehand? I feel like it's the holy grail of DD encounters haven't had the opportunity to tackle one yet. So I, my, from my experiences, I try, I don't want to look up yeah. characters ahead of time. Like every once in a while, like, I don't know if it's happened on Bohemia, but like every once in a while, like definitely in like a home campaign, it's happened before where it's like, I fought this before. I know their weaknesses. Um, and like you can't really avoid that kind of like mm -hmm. knowledge, but going into it, I kind of I don't I don't really want to know because I don't want yeah because Moonshine wouldn't know and it'd be so yeah like, I didn't know about this like magical stuff or like it's always like like resistances are really like like um like sorry um not um, immunities or resistances are always like really like kind of nerve wracking like I didn't know he was immune to uh, fire. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had to, I had to be like, w Rosaline does 1d6 of fire damage. So I was like, well, fuck, there goes that. Um, and then, uh, and then in terms of like trying to burn his legendary resistances, we're just at the point where I assume every single bad guy is just gonna save all the time, like with those yeah. legendary resistances. So I'm like, it, just every, every bad guy has them. So I don't know how many or anything like that, but that's just like I can assume that that's the case, right? Mm -hmm. It is funny. Like I, I didn't even consider that the Tarask is something I could look up and learn about. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would totally ruin the fun for me. To yeah, be like, I mean, it would, oh, all right, it, I, I cheated. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would be cheating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I instantly also, pull it up on my phone. Yeah, it's kind of hard for a hard one to cheat because I don't have any spells. And it, like, so even if I look, I guess I'd know how much like HP it had or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it would not be fun. Murph, do you ever like consider that? I mean, I think that like we're at a high enough level now where like I've never played to this level in a D&D &D campaign. So like all of this is new to me. But do you ever like tweak uh, monsters or anything like that just to like make it so that we will have less of an idea of like how to encounter them? Definitely. Um, yeah. Did you change anything about the Tarask? Um, no. No, I guess not you really. shouldn't say anything because, like, we're still fighting. Yeah, him. well, yeah. I mean, you guys have all said that you guys really don't know much about the Tarask. Um, I just know, like, I know that, like, I stocked all these spells that, like, I stocked all these spells that were, like, to, like, you know, they were, were kind of, like, earth shattering and stuff like that. Like, thinking, like, this is, like, this big siege monster. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 once I found out that. Like, it wasn't until literally I had already stocked my spells that we were talking to Alanis, and she was like, yeah, so he's, like, immune to magic. And I was like, <laughs> uh, 
fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I I mess with monster stats all the time with the Tarask. I didn't feel as much of a need to. The Tarask, you know, there's a lot of people throwing the total party kill um, phrase around uh, around this battle. Um, and, and that's possible, but I'll also remind people that, A, the Band of Boobs right now have done damn near 200 damage, really close to that. Mm. Um, uh, Bev, Bev is down. That's really bad. Um, but you've also got, all of you guys got Heroes Feast and Inspiring Speech. You all have way more HP than you otherwise would have. Not to Mm -hmm. mention Heroes Feast, it increases your maximum so if you get healed you can get healed for that yeah and and then not only that but like then you've got apple scrumper who has hero's feast has inspiring speech and takes half damage from physical attacks the tarask can only do can only do physical attacks so oh and you've got the dwarves which is is, so it's basically like the tarask at some point is either going to have to the Dwarves have done as much as 60 damage in a turn because it's literally like the whole army shooting shit at the Tarask. Right. So you guys have so much HP that the Tarask has to essentially, to take someone down, needs to focus on that one person all turn. And that would mean it would need to completely ignore the dwarves. So mm-hmm. you guys might win and lose a person or two. Mm-hmm. You, you might scrape by and everybody might be okay or you might have to retreat or I, I I honestly think chances for total party kill are pretty low. I would think also like with like with Mavericks and Scrumper there, like uh, that's like more people that can be like, okay, two of us have fucking died. We're grabbing everyone and piecing. You also yeah. have but, fly now, yeah, because Mavericks, Mavericks really quickly kind of recalibrated and was like, okay, this thing doesn't have any ranged attacks. Put hard one and Bev in the air. Unfortunately, before Bev got to go, mm-hmm. um, had it been next turn, Bev couldn't have even been attacked, really. But is there is there also a possibility, I guess like in a fight like this where we're fighting this monster who does not seem to be as... Um, vindictive like is it something that like he would knock us all out like and just uh, destroy frostwind and some of us would just come to if we fail because part of this Mm. is that bev might fail his death saves yes so that that is part of it akarat akarat is definitely vindictive but akarat's got a lot on his plate right now so he is definitely not going the reason he used a legendary action to swipe at Bev is because that was like a nat one critical failure. That was like hard one dropped Bev right in front of his face. And that was like, uh, you know, he had him, he was trying to eat him. (laughs) Then he started to get away, swipe him down. Normally, the thing you have to worry about with the Tarask is it's swallowing you. And that's a little bit of a homebrew thing we've done is I've allowed like push attacks to get out of the grapple. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's, that's not super fun to me is basically just like anytime the Tarask grapples somebody, they're essentially dead. It just decides <laughs> to swallow them. So, Wait, really? Th- yeah, yeah, that, that That's one way I've, I've homebrewed. Because I, th- I think that's more interesting for a narrative podcast. Yeah. I think yeah. that's more fun for you guys as... Because I, I think it it's is like, very fun whenever we're like, shit, we got to save each other from getting eaten slash exactly. swallowed yeah. slash digested. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> if you're not, if it knocks you out with a bite attack, it can very easily swallow you with a legendary action. I wouldn't hesitate to do that. But if a fully conscious character is in its grapple, hard one goes right after it. Hard one would often get a chance to try to help i wish if Great. i had to stocked freedom of movement could i have oh. run to bet like someone who was grappled by him and cast freedom of movement yes, on, on them definitely. and then they could not get swallowed i think you can't get i don't know if you can get grappled or not either way i would allow an escape via mm. uh that spell yeah it's a high level spell yes it certainly is well, I, I didn't stock it. <laughs> <laughs> Fun well, thought experiment, of, though. Speaking of <laughs> monsters, uh, Rob Constantine asks, where would Tiamat have attacked, have, have attacked had she escaped? <gasps> oh, there wow. other hollow dragons in her army? Sweet Bahumit, I shudder at the thought. Such a good question. Seriously. I, like, even if you don't want to reveal that, did you at least have, like, 
specific places that the other monster like monsters would have attacked had more escaped. Tiamat would have basically been in the Tarasks place. The biggest mm. the biggest one was always gonna go to Frostwind because they've got the best defenses. Um if like four had gotten through, then it's possible that there would have been like one god in the Iron Deep Mountains and one god in Iron Deep proper or something uh. like that. And they would have just Mess some mess some shit up. So you wouldn't have sent Tiamat to Hillholm, is what you're saying. You're not uh, that, cruel. <laughs> that I mean, that would have been cruel, but cruel to the point of wasteful. Just yeah, <laughs> just be like Akira, What's your fucking strategy there, dude? It's yeah. like a retirement it's, community. It's just Tiamat just housing of... sticky buns. Yeah, <laughs> and they they're so delicious that Tiamat is like, oh. Actually, I see uh, the benefit of halflings, and I retreat back to hell. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. Um, Murph, was which was the monster of those six that you were most excited about? Probably the Tarask, just because I I feel like with the help of the army, with the help of guests, being able to like kind of punch people out of its mouths and mm-hmm. having NPC help and things like that. It makes it a deadly encounter where you're likely to lose somebody, mm-hmm. but you probably won't all get wiped out unceremoniously. If you lose, it'll be like an epic fashion where like half the party's dead and half of them are knocked out and the city gets destroyed. And that is interesting storytelling. Whereas I think Tiamat we might have had to save for later. I may have needed to recalibrate. Mm. Technically, is Tiamat harder than? Technically, they're the same challenge rating, but I I disagree with the challenge rating. I think really? Tiamat's way because it has all its breath weapons. So imagine the way. Oh yeah, the, then you're just like doing right. damage yeah. to a ton of people all the time. The way the Tarask just runs forward and just like plows a full health person down in one turn, Tiamat could just spray six people and that get same them exact force yeah yep. and get them all down to 20 hp or whatever and then do like one claw attack on each person and they're all dead wow so, jesus christ so tmi gets five breath weapons like per round um or, like, i don't per I'll, I'll have to i'll have to pull it up um i i it's but not a, it's a not per round would a breath weapon like would uh, be like an area effect so it would attack yeah. uh, like so she could basically attack a bunch of people like, you know how, like, the Tarask does, like, the Tarask did massive damage to you, but he didn't really have a way, at least that we've seen yet, to do damage to, like, everyone around you as well. Yeah, no liner cone damage. Yeah. Uh, no Tiamat, pain cones. Tiamat would have been easier to hit. Mm. Pain which, cones? <laughs> which would have been good. <laughs> Delicious, crunchy little pain cone. <laughs> well, let's return to posturing party polls to Ooh. ask... Um, Rachel Quesnell's question. Uh, they ask, how did it feel to have friends like Mavris and Apple back? Let's do a friendly, fun question so we're not yeah. throwing monsters all the time. It is so awesome. Good. I love them. I, lo- I mean, they're two of my best friends in life, so it's just mm-hmm. like, hell yeah. <laughs> right. it, it, it was, was so- fun, too, seeing like how... Like Mavericks sprouting ri- wings. Like yeah. yeah. To see their characters leveled up. Especially, Seriously, and, uh, yeah, and uh, and Apple Scrumper too. Like, she, what level were we when we last hung out with Apple? Like six. Yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. low. She She's so fucking did, beefy now. She did. I don't know what is her class of barbarian. I I remember she said it, but I forgot because she did commune with nature at one Totem. point, which is like a sixth mm. level druid spell. At least that that's what I know it. At. Maybe fifth level or something like that. Uh, she's a totem barbarian. I'm not sure what. So they get like little spells. I, I assume Ooh. so. Damn, that's cool. That's so dude. cool. And also, they can fly, which is seems pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> well, she can, yeah, she can jump super high. She can jump like 70 feet high and float essentially. Uh, a lot of people uh, were asking if if we were genuinely surprised that Mavris and Apple were there, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> like, were they a surprise uh, to us? Oh, like if I, I, I guess there's a really complicated world where I could have set up extra mics and then Remotely. told people to come into the house, uh, un- just unlock the door and had them sneak in and do like a surprise party for you guys. It would have been, been amazing. so funny if you had just had them hiding in your extra bedroom the entire time. Because, <laughs> like, we 
like chatted and then ate dinner uh, before for like an hour before we got into play. <laughs> so they yeah. Yeah. Like, like there wasn't there wasn't like a true surprise element, but I think there's a lot of delight and there's like, oh yeah, like there are things that uh, that they both prepped for their characters that we didn't know about, like Apple yeah. being a totem. Barbarian and Maverick's wings, like that yeah. was a surprise. So that it was I think so was like surprising elements. It was so painful though to see, um, to see Maverick have his sort of wings clipped, you know, just like <laughs> not being able to do all his like oh, sorcery yeah. stuff. Because like last time we saw him, he was in the a fucking sorcery world, and it was like, I it was so painful that he was just like. Uh, like it does like sunbeam, and it just does nothing. Yeah, that was that was yeah. brutal. Such a high level spell to do and have it not do anything. It really was like Dragon Ball Z at that point because he was literally shooting a beam of light, and then it just didn't. There was just smoke, and then the monster was still there. Impossible! <laughs> Impossible! Huh? I was like sitting there, like I like went into this fight being like, okay, we're fighting gonna be a big baddie. He's gonna do that fucking thing where even when he fails to save, he's gonna be okay. Um, like obviously, I had my strategy where I was gonna try and burn out his legendary resistances. Yeah, it didn't fucking work out. <laughs> but then, so then when uh, Mavers went for it, I was like, cool, all right, he's doing a high level spell. He's probably gonna use a legendary resistance, and that's gonna be a bummer. And then you were just like, roll a D6, and then it was like, it doesn't hit? Ugh. I realized uh, during this encounter that normally I like to think that I have a better strategy for these things uh, than I do than when I'm like playing a video game. But this broke down exactly like when you're playing an RPG, and it's just like, well, one person's just going to take all the damage, (laughs) and we'll spend turns healing them. But that means that the other people will be able to attack because uh, they're focusing all their firepower on one person. Yeah, and it's just like (laughs) you get get stuck in that like healing cycle. But um, luckily, I don't think we'll get into that too much because we do have Cooter. Thankfully, Moonshine uh, brought Cooter along. I don't know, man. I'm feeling real conflicted about it because <laughs> I'm like, I, I re-listened to the episode and I was even like, I could hear myself being like, this is a fucking bad idea. Cooter's going <laughs> to fucking die and I will carry his death with me for the rest of my fucking life. And like, you hear me realizing, oh no, what have I got? Because in the beginning, I was like, this is great. I was like feeling like a little bit like, I was feeling like a little bit bummed that like the crick, like people still like think negatively of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring Cooter. He's gonna fucking shine. And then I was like, and- oh, wait, <laughs> you're you're just a commoner. <laughs> <laughs> but like Cooter, when we first met him, was trying to help the people with Crick Rot. I feel I like he has a helpful spirit and like wants to help. That's what down. I was thinking. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, he's always been involved in like, sort of like, there's a problem in the thing. Like I'll, I'll help out. Yes. Yeah. I, I dies, will tell, I'll tell you right now. Cooter is not a commoner. Okay. Cooter has scout stats. Oh, so, okay. What is that? Um, It's a uh, half a challenge rating. Wow, Cooter. If Cooter fought a single a single bandit, he would probably win. Wow. Here, here's Before a question Cooter. though. Uh if we survive this encounter, will Cooter um, get so much experience? Yeah. Will Cooter like <laughs> level, level up Cooter. Hashtag level up if, Cooter. If Cooter if Cooter survives, Cooter will full on be like a level five. He will <laughs> Oh my god! Well, Cooter's joining the party, dude. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Okay, now I, I have to keep him at least if he goes unconscious. I have to at least keep him alive so that I'm not bringing back a bag of bones to. Uh, we can just yeah. reincarnate on Cooter instead of Bev. I think that's wise. <laughs> I'll play Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, hey y'all, right, I'm so Mary. This... What's up? <laughs> oh, this is some this is something to be worried about in the future. Oh, God. Um uh well luckily Bev just got swiped down, so he just has death saving fails and his body's still there. If somebody mm-hmm. gets swallowed by the Tarask, they will be gone. There's oh, no body. Okay. Yeah. 
Which is why we should all uh, give each other some of our dandruff to keep there it all back. My mm-hmm. next turn, I'm going to grab a tuft of Beverly's hair. <laughs> My next turn, I'm going to take an hour in Zealot's trance so that I can stock freedom of movement and then cast it on everyone so no one can get swallowed. <laughs> Yeah, can we do like a quick timeout in the battle? <laughs> Check in Zealot's trance. I do the little T sign with my hands to the Tarask. He's like, what? Yes, Tarask, me. <laughs> All right, this brings us to Moonshine Cybinquiries. <laughs> Bravo. Wow, you weren't uh, kidding. Jay, Jay, is, I love what you're asks, doing with those extra hours you have in the morning being on this time. <laughs> That's right. I'm three hours ahead of you guys, and I just lock myself in a in a sauna and I, <laughs> I sweat these out. Um, for Emily slash Moonshine, how long does a hero's feast keep if it's in Tupperware? Huh. That is a very good question because I, as I was re-listening, I'm like, cool. I'm pretty sure we have two heroes feasts less left, <laughs> and it cures people of disease. So I was like, I wonder if Murph will let me just be like, okay, like if someone gets diseased, obviously like the Tarask probably isn't going to be inflicting disease, but I don't mm-hmm. know if, if someone gets diseased, can I just like slop a handful of heroes feast and shove it in their <laughs> yeah. mouth? Yeah, may- maybe. I would say the so heroes likes leftovers. The heroes yeah. feast as leftovers lasts as long as the heroes feast. The heroes feast. So mm. twenty four hours, baby. So twenty four hours. But I will say that they don't basically like the heroes feast is magic. It's not just some like real good eggs or something like that. So it's right. like you cast heroes feast and then from there you have twenty four hours. Yeah. So mm. if somebody at hour twenty eats the leftover heroes feast, they would They'd get have four, it for hours. four hours. I oh, also I think you can't like, just like yeah. I would assume obviously if Murphy want to rule another way, that's great. I would assume that like. You know, things like the hit points don't stack or anything like that. Oh, yeah, no way. Mm. Yeah. So it's basically just like I have like a couple, I have two Tupperwares of slop I could cure a disease <laughs> with. That's, yeah. what, that's the way I'm thinking I of would, it. I would allow so, that. Yeah. There is a, so there's a real answer to how long it lasts in Tupperware. It's 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. It's 24 yeah. hours. It lasts as long as the spell. That tracks. Yeah. Like you, you put a breakfast burrito in the fridge for two days. That's, you know, it's starting, a little to, get nasty. A little yeah. starting yeah. to get a little bad. That's the thing is that it's hero's breakfast, really. Mm. That's, <laughs> that, that might be fine if like you go to a diner one day. You when keep you it say hero, hero's breakfast, do you mean breakfast of champions? The breakfast of champions. Yeah. That's what we'll start calling it. It's Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> just the soggiest Wheaties. Yo, it's Wheaties just are, really are good. Soon. I haven't had it's Wheaties just in like a, a solid 20 years. A bunch of boxes of little, um, a bunch of boxes, like the little uh, individual oh, little boxes yeah. Yeah, of different of, like, cereals. Of like Kellogg's cereals. <laughs> I love that shit because as a child who wasn't allowed to have sugary cereal, the mm-hmm. only time I got to have it is when I went to my dad's friend's place and he had all those little fun size uh, cereals that he would give us. Yeah. That's, oh, I love, I love those fun size cereals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get them on vacation. That's how I got Ooh. to try yeah. Fruit Loops. At That's Hol- how I got Holiday to try Ant-Man. Cocoa. Oh yeah. Pe- mm-hmm, Cocoa Pebbles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one for myself. We're calling this section hard hitting ones. Uh, <laughs> we listen. I just love where this question came from. They said we listen from Dunedin in the deep south of New Zealand. Whoa. Can we come to you? Ask, Will you come out if we come? I want to go to New Zealand so badly. I want, dude, I really do. I got yeah, some yeah. Uh, random cities uh, that we can go to based on these questions, actually. Whoa. Um, so this this uh, gentleman from Dunedin says, who runs the most vicious V? Cobb, Jivlin, our awesome sweet-ass bro, human hard one, half-elven hard one, Josh, pre-Pendergreens, but post-Crossfit, glad, <laughs> controversial, <laughs> Or Shay, damn that yoga Pilates physique kills. Oh. Love you all from deepest, darkest, and New Zealand, Aote Aroe, in the local Maori language, if you want to give that a spin. I did, and I failed. <laughs> oh, Kiora. I got it. I got an opinion, personally, okay. the way I picture mm. it. I'm going to say, mm. I'm going to say right off the bat, thickness is going to take away from the V a little That's bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, Cobb's got the most vicious V. But half elf hard one has the second most vicious V. I mm. fucking really appreciate that. <laughs> Glad's V is pretty vicious. Uh, Glad wasn't on the list. Glad was. <laughs> no, it was. Damn. Shit. Oh. 
Well, Gladsby yeah. isn't vicious anymore. He's dead. So true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The only thing vicious is the, the way we murdered him. I feel like Shay secretly has a pretty vicious V. Yeah, but it might be illusory. Yeah. It might be an illusory Shea, thing brought on. Shea by I think is that... a human, so I will say I, I will say humans can get more buff than elves, <laughs> but elves can get more cut than humans. So oh, for elves, so they can get more toned. So they can get that. more toned. I think. Like I, mm-hmm. I think a, uh, I think an elf could get really gross ripped. Like, <laughs> like really definitely like really yeah. just cut in like a way where they just have like 32 abs <laughs> right I think um, whereas a human could just like weigh 300 pounds of thick muscle I gotcha. definitely think that was like hard one's transformation was from like th- more of like a thicker Tom Hardy in like uh Batman um mm-hmm. to more of like a like a Calvin Klein model <laughs> sort of like I'm picturing um Tyson Beckford. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Tyson's Tyson. buff. Hell yeah. Tyson's really buff, but like, there's less, there's less like bulk and more like muscle definition. Ty- Tyson's a pretty all around, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Well, we're gonna have to do the test. You know, we'll have to like lay them all down on a table and like pour uh, a pitcher of water and see like. <laughs> How the V like colored the water, water. V. like we put food dye in water so we can watch it. <laughs> exactly, and they had to do the bounty paper towel test. Yeah, wait, wait, it's, what it's is running it? off his it's running off his thighs. It's running <laughs> off his thighs. It's not pooling. It's not pooling. <laughs> if it works as like a wine decanter, then that's how you know your V is vicious. <laughs> <laughs> and just for fun, we'll drip hot wax on their chest while we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, got to make them like flex. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here's a question for Murph. We're calling this section Slide Into My DMs. Oh, okay. Victor T, Balnor's boy, writes, uh, Murph, what was it like DMing for so many people on a Let's Play podcast? Mm. What tips do you have for DMing for a large group of players? How to maintain interest, etc." Ooh, interesting. Uh, it was intimidating. There's, there's ways that it's hard and there's ways that it's easier. The ways that it's easier is... Um, Sometimes you guys will just talk amongst yourselves in ways mm-hmm. that are really interesting, and that'll happen even more when there's more players because you just have mm-hmm. more perspectives and stuff. And like you guys embracing Mavericks and Apple again when they first came on, that was, I didn't narrate that at all. It's just like, hey, Mavericks is here. And then you guys ran a scene. And then it was just like, okay, and Apple's here. And then you guys ran a scene. So, Role play wise, it's probably easier, mm-hmm. and fighting wise, it's probably harder. <laughs> Luckily, um, I think the Tarask keeps things interesting just by every everything is so dire at all times. I I do not envy DMs who need to DM for like six people while they fight a crew of bandits or something like that. Right. Like, I think that would be hard to keep everybody's attention. And also, like, we were all fighting the Tarrasque, so it felt like it felt like we were... It was pretty much just the Tarrasque that was going. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another good point, is, like, if it was you guys fighting and the Tarrasque had, like, all these minions, if it was an evil wizard instead, and then I had to worry about all of you guys and all the wizard spells and all the wizard's minions, it would have been hell... But yeah, right. um, because it's just one big beast, um, we kind of set ourselves up in a way that we could keep it interesting despite the bigger than usual party. Yeah. I actually, uh, over the break, DM'd a one-shot for some friends who had never played before. Wow. Whoa. Which was very fun. And I used like a play mat for the first time. I've yeah. never done like a gridded mat, um, which was fun, but it was mat. definitely... I'm so used to kind of just like theater of the mind where you can kind of like picture where everything is. But then like we had the play mat and I had like a bandit encounter where like some bandits ambushed them. Uh, And eventually I had to just like make the bandits flee because I was just like, oh, this is just people just kind of like all in a big bush, just like swapping licks. And I didn't like think this through enough. So like, yeah, there's definitely something to be said for when you had because we had uh, like five people playing as well. And when you have like that many people, it just starts getting bogged down. So there's really something to be said right. for like having one big bad or like a couple big uh, enemies, heavy hitters for them to take down as opposed to like a whole crew. Yeah. Or Play with map. the battle map, 
just ha- like having super interesting being like, oh, you guys are in a temple and there's these yeah. guys up here and there's these guys down here and everything. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I love a play map because as a spellcaster, your area, you can get really much more creative with area of effect kind of stuff. Yeah. It is fun to just play uh, not on a podcast where it's just like you basically you role play super hard and then it becomes Warhammer when you fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is true. Yeah, it was it was very fun like playing not for the podcast and like it people would just like be like chatting amongst themselves and like someone would like get up to go to the bathroom and like that was just fine. It was like it was nice to have that like informal nature to it. Um, I mean, Jake gets up and uses the bathroom frequently. <laughs> it's true. If he yeah, hasn't talked to for out. like two minutes, it's because he's taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we finally just bought him like a little ceramic bowl to use in the room. And he, yeah. I have a chamber pot now. <laughs> uh, you guys want to do, let's do lightning round, Ooh, roses, and, roses and thorns, and then we'll do one last question. I okay. got a rose. Cool. I got a rose that we, that is nothing that we talked about. Ooh. It fucking killed me when Mavris first showed up to Frostwind and like one of the dwarves, like he starts like telling people what to do. And one of the dwarves is like, are you a commander? And he's like, yeah, I'm a commander. And then he like rolls really poorly. And he's like, the dwarf is like, you're not a commander. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> like, how quickly Mavris gets like aggro, like for no reason. Just like, he's just yeah. like kind of hostile to everyone new he meets. It made me laugh so hard. It's so true. It's it always so funny catches to me off be guard. mad at someone because they didn't believe your lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mavers, Mavers is only chill if you're on his side. He's he's a high school kid. It's essentially yeah, what he is. Classic delinquent. It's also really fun because like I've played with Zach a bunch and like none of his other characters are kind of spicy yeah, or, like, like Mavers. Like that. Yeah. It I always think, catches me off guard. I think my rose was just having Apple and uh, oh, yeah. uh having For Apple sure. and Mavers on and getting to surprise everyone. I really like their <laughs> reactions to um seeing everybody excited to see Mavers Ooh, and Apple. Another rose. When mm. another rose was when Scrumper fucking intimidated oh, the that was dwarves awesome. into yeah. sta- sticking around. Oh, that was dope. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. That was a great moment. Uh, I really liked it when they were just so on board to come with us. Like yeah. when oh, we- <laughs> that was also funny. We're just like, you don't need the details? Nope, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Mavericks was like immediately like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that was so funny. The fact that Mavericks like, was having a meltdown his first day of teaching, too. It's <laughs> like, I'll do anything to get out of here, including fight a fucking dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) and i like that yeah uh scrumper was supposed to be teaching the elves how to mud board i think and she was like blaming them for the fact that they weren't learning (laughs) well she was supposed to be teaching them how to fight right she was teaching them how to to climb and then ditched that It's probably for the best. It's like being got, a, like an actual instructor. It's like being a, a teacher, and then instead of teaching, you put a movie on, and then instead of staying and watching the kids, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did a service to both communities. Yeah. Removing yeah. them from their teaching positions. Yeah, that's probably true. Jake, um, what was yours? I, I only have thorns, all thorns this episode. Oh my God. I wow. got myself in thorns for, for my curse and for dropping Beverly. And mm-hmm. for, I just, I, I'm racked with guilt. The, the mm. tiniest rosebud growing on top of all the thorns is that the curse is gone. And yeah, I yeah it yep. that's it's true. Lifted, that's it this it po- is insane that you went so long without critting. I, yeah. I was, and I You'd had a hard one ni- crit. Yeah, I was rolling 19s and like, Man, what a terrible, terrible time. It was time. the worst moment possible. And mm-hmm. it was also especially like, it was like such a roller coaster because I rolled a one, felt like the fear. And I was like, now I'll use a luck point. I rolled a 20, like complete joy because going from a one <sighs> to a 20 is amazing. Like we just fucking yeah. Yeah. right back down to a one. Uh, what an absolute roller coaster. It crushed mm-hmm. my soul. Um, yeah. All right, but. Let's end it with a party poll. Uh, a lot of questions about the end games here, uh, but I'll go with this one for for the future. Taylor asks, can we get a small hint at the ideas you have for campaign two characters? I know we've talked about oh. this before, but I feel like maybe we're getting closer to zeroing, zeroing in on characters. We've definitely I'm going to play a, a scamp and a scoundrel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Murph won't <laughs> let me name it Binky Fiasco, but the last name will be Fiasco. Murph has conceded that Fiasco can be the last name. Fiasco is such terms a, of, a fucking dope name. In terms of classes, yeah. I know that Murph has been toying with doing low magic, so I'm not. I can't really commit to anything there. I can't get too rather not commit. I can't get too excited about anything until until he lets us know what we're what. Uh, works in his world, but I'm definitely yeah. gonna play. Yeah, I won't say much more. I'll, I'll just leave it at I'm playing a scamp and a scoundrel, and you're gonna see me running out of a lot of a uh, angry husband's houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am kind of between playing like a big, uh, bulking monster hedge cleric of some sort, or uh, a a warforged uh, wizard. Those are kind of the two things I'm leaning towards at the moment. Whoa, mm-hmm. that is dope. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to play a fighter with a lot of honor. So I was looking at <laughs> yeah. um, Eldritch Knight, but then I was also looking at just different fighter fighter paths. Um, and there's one called Battle Master that seems very cool. Yeah, Battle Ooh, Masters. Yeah. Battle Masters are great. Yeah. If we, if Caldwell, if we're allowed to do spells, I, the two classes I want to play most next are either mm-hmm. sorcerer or wizard. Um, so if Caldwell doesn't go wizard, maybe I'll go wizard. If, yeah. if I know that, like, I've looked at like alchemist and the wizard I want to do the most is onomancy, which is where, like, if you know the name of something, you basically like get all these different advantages. But yeah, that's cool. Like the well, true name of a thing. Yeah. Which, like, it does it happen to coincide like with when I'm reading uh, Wizard of Earth C? Yes. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's much power in names. I know. I think we'll also it, it'll be determined as we nail down exactly what kind of world we're doing because it'll mm-hmm. also be easier for you guys to choose if I'm like ah oh, there's this group of people that do this there's these sea elves that live under the sea and do that and somebody will be like oh shit I want to be a sea elf what do the sea oh, elves yeah. do well they do this <laughs> there, yeah. there's these knights who do this I and... would desperately like to be a sea elf so if you could make a, a sea elf <laughs> yeah. scoundrel that's what you play in this campaign you're the water daughter <laughs> <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> Uh, sweet guys you know what let's uh, wrap it up thank you guys so much for listening thank you for all your questions uh, thank this you. was this was a fun one um, hopefully uh, Bev lives you know what why don't we do a test roll right now to see if, oh, um, if uh, this is no we can't roll. do this you know what why don't I okay like Caldwell call, do you want to do it Caldwell or do you want me to roll it so it's so we don't waste a good one from you. What do you think? Yeah, you should do it. Okay, uh, I'll, that's I'll a roll. Call. That's All right, a this is a call. test roll. Uh, I'm asking the world how Beverly will do. Please. That's a 15. That's oh, nice to know to leave been it a, on. That would have been a, uh, a a success, and then Cooter would have probably been able to get to you. So Fantastic. Here's, here's right. hoping your real role is that good. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Uh, you know me. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caldwell, why don't you take us out of this world? All right. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Get ready to roll them death saves. Well, rolling with, with the death, death saves. saves. That was a good one. Thank you. <laughs>